Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Finance. I'm your host, Shane White, and it's Friday. So everyone should be pumped as we head into another weekend of being quarantined. Um, Obviously, weekends have started to feel the same as weekdays, um, except there's no trading on the weekends. So um, might have to come up with something creative for everyone tomorrow. Uh, I'm thinking about doing an episode on cryptocurrency, if anyone's interested. It's the only thing you can really trade 24 7, 365. So, might dive into what that is. And uh, yeah, just an idea I had this morning, honestly, right now. So, I'm going to jump into the podcast today. Um, going over the markets yesterday, green across the board. Um, NASDAQ was up 1.72%, the SP was up 2.5%. Uh, and the Dow, Dow Jones up two and a quarter percent. So, stocks over the last week really have kind of um, evened out a little bit. Um, every day seems to be a few basis points up or down, but nothing as drastic as we were seeing uh, a few weeks ago when this coronavirus pandemic really, really uh, hit hard. Um, Stocks that I'm really focused on. So um, today I really want to dive in more into a sector. And there's three stocks that are on my tracker. Again, I have a rebound tracker. It's a free Google Sheet tool that any of you can use. Um, It'll be in the link in the show notes. Um, And really what that is, is it's just a dashboard of companies that I'm interested in right now, um, and specifically <clears throat> interested in uh, in regards to this market rebound once the coronavirus pandemic kind of irons itself out. Um, so these are like the sectors and the specific companies that I'm interested in and I think will be great buying opportunities soon. So really, the sector I want to focus on this morning is automotive. Um, if any of you have been paying attention to the news around these types of stocks, they're all falling and they've actually been hit. They've been hit really hard over the last few weeks from this pandemic and specifically over the last quarter since the beginning of the year, really. Um, all production of cars in the United States has stopped because of the social distancing orders. So, what that means is none of these. Uh, automotive companies are currently building any cars. There are zero cars being built today in the United States, which is which is crazy. And really, I I try to do a little research. I don't think that's happened since World War II, when a lot of the auto manufacturers started uh, making, basically stopped making cars and started making uh, airplanes and tanks and those types of things for military purposes. So um, the three that I'm really focused on right now, and this is just a kind of a general look, um, GM, so General Motors, um, Ford, which Ford, by the way, so I've never really talked about specific ticker symbols in here. So every company has its own ticker symbol, right? And that's what you search for um, in any browser to figure out, you know, go to the company's dashboard. Ford is literally just the letter F. And I thought that was, I thought that was cool as fuck. 
um, you have to be a pretty, you pretty much have to be an OG company in the stock market to have one letter and steal the letter F. So thought that was a funny ad. Um, so, so GM Ford, and then as you know, one of my favorites, uh, my boys at Tesla. So uh, across the board yesterday, all three of them had rough days. Uh, GM was down five and a half percent. Ford was down nearly a percent. And Tesla led the way in the decline uh, down 5.6. Over the last month, GM is down 37%. Over the last three months, they're down 49.3%. So they um, are kind of in the same boat as a lot of these, uh, you know, airlines that I talked about the other day. Their stock prices have been slashed nearly in half. Uh, Ford's in a similar situation. Over the last month, they're down 34.6%. Uh, over the last three months, they're down 53%. So over half of their valuation has, has fallen down. Uh, out of these three, the only one that, you know, in, over, over the last month, Tesla's down 35%. So right there with Ford and GM. But over the last three months, they're the only ones that are still up. So they're still up 9.9% uh, in Q1, uh, which if any of you were following the stock market in Q1 or listening to me, uh, Tesla was one of the best performing stocks I've ever had in Q1. Um, unfortunately, I, I didn't sell it at the top, but that's okay. That's, you know, lessons learned. And um, it Tesla jumped to its highest point it's ever been. So it's still riding that wave. Uh, and yeah, so my whole point in this is the automotive sector will be an interesting area to really pay attention to um, over the next month as we get closer to these guys announcing earnings. So I will keep you guys posted on that. Um, I'm planning on doing a deep dive into earnings this month, which I'm really excited about. That'll be one of the new things uh, for Simply Finance that uh, I'll be bringing to the table. Essentially, every quarter for, for most publicly traded companies, they're going to be releasing uh, their quarterly earnings. So they'll be they'll be announcing to the general public how they performed during January, February, and March. This can swing a stock tremendously depending on the performance. Um, and I'm assuming this earnings season, which is the month of April, and might spill a little bit into May, depending on when companies decide to make their announcement, uh, is going to be a wild one. Uh, with the coronavirus pandemic hitting really hard in Q1, it's it's really unclear how bad it's been for some of these guys. So uh, that'll be a fun thing to dive into, and I'm excited to share that with all of you. So today, uh, concept of the day... Very timely, I think, in um, just where the pandemic's at and things that people are really starting to focus on, and that's dividends. So today I'm really going to dive into dividends. I'm calling this Dividends 101, and it's going to be a little bit high level. I'm trying to simplify it as always, and um, I really just want you to walk away today kind of getting a good understanding of what dividends are how you can add them to your portfolio and make it a little safer for you, especially in times like these. Uh, And honestly, it's just a great way to diversify your portfolio. It's something, to be completely honest, that I've not focused on in the first, give it, you know, five to seven years of me um, truly being a investor. I really focused on growth stocks, which someone who's, you know, ready to take on risk, that's the place to always be. You know, if you're young and you're making money and you're not worried about
retirement um, in the sense of needing the money soon, um, a lot of us decide to throw a lot of our money into uh, high growth stocks. So anyway, I divest. Uh, back to dividends 101. So what are dividends? So really dividends are just cash payments made from a company to its stakeholders based on company profits. So I'll break that down a little bit. So most people investing think about investing in companies that are going to grow, right? Most people think of the stock market as, hey, I see a stock that's worth $10. I'm hoping it goes to 100 If that happens, I make $90, right? Very true. Happens all the time. So most people are doing. But what you can do to diversify your portfolio is look for companies that are paying dividends. And that's not every company. So right off the bat, I want to explain not every company pays dividends. Um, and I honestly don't know the percent of companies that are in the market versus aren't. That's actually probably a good question I should look up after this. Um, I'm going to write that down because that might be a good follow-up for social. And so what is that based on? So like I said, they pay it to your stockholders, which if you own one share, you're technically a stockholder, right? On company profits. So I'll kind of walk through like, I think most people, if you've ever, you know, looked at a company or, um, you know, been through any type of business class, you probably know what a profit is, but I'm just going to simplify it, make sure everyone understands what that is first. So you think about a company, um, let's just look at one month, right? Let's say a company does $100 in sales, then they have to um, subtract all their costs, right? So let's say, you know, you're selling, um, let's say you're selling phone cases, right? So let's say you sell a phone case for $100, very expensive phone case. Um, you subtract out all your costs. So, you know, what did it take to make it? What did it take to buy the raw materials? What did it take to um, pay the people that you have on your team? What did it take to market it online? Um, what did it take to ship it? Um, what did you end up paying in taxes on it? Uh, all of that. So anything, any cost that you had, subtract that out. So let's say, so again, you sold this phone case for a hundred bucks. Um, and for you guys listening and not on the video, I just held up my, my phone case, um, that I have my phone. So let's say you sold it for a hundred bucks. Uh, the cost of goods is the car taking out all of your expenses, sorry, is 50 bucks. So all those things I mentioned is are 50 bucks. Your profit would be 50 bucks, right? So 100 minus all your costs, which is 50. You're left with 50 bucks. So now what's happening is if I'm if I'm company A, company A, and uh, I'm public, right? I have a stock stock and I'm publicly traded, and I have 50 dollars left over. I can either decide to keep those 50 dollars, right, and put that back into my company, right? So maybe at hiring more people, uh, maybe that money's going to go to developing our next and best greatest phone case um or maybe i can give it out in a dividend which is going to excite people to come back and buy the stock um, it's gonna it's gonna obviously be a reason people want to buy and hold on to our stock so they can get paid on a quarterly basis from us uh, but anyway that's what a profit is right it's what, you're, it's what you're left over with and so that's where the dividend money is coming from if that makes sense um and that's just in the most simplest terms the money we made minus the money it took so our revenue minus our expenses is our profit right very very simplified version of what um 
a P&L or a profit and loss statement would look like, as well as uh, an income statement, which are the same thing. Um, so how do companies start offering dividends, right? Like if we started company A, it seems like it would take a long time for us to get to the point where we would want to start paying people um, to hold on to our stock, right? Like it's hard to envision that if you're going to start a new company tomorrow. And I, I agree, it really would be hard to kind of jump into that. So really companies tend to transition into dividend payments. So really starting to pay a dividend on their stock when their growth trajectory begins to slow. So if you're a high growth company, so th let's think of Facebook over the last decade, right? Every quarter they and every year they're showing growth, 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 growth. So people are trying to, at that point, people are really jumping on um, for the ride, right? Most people on like a Facebook are jumping in to see the growth on the actual stock. They're the type of people, like I used in my previous example, who, you know, it's $10. They think the price is going to go to 100 and they're going to ride it out and make their $90, right? <clears throat> what happens when companies get large and scale? And if you think of um, companies that have been in an industry for a long time, own a vast part of the market share, over time, and I'm, and I'm on the video, I'm going to kind of show you the curve. It's called a hockey stick curve, right? So when you when you start a company and you are successful and you grow really fast, um, and I have this experience of the company I work for, you really slingshot up, right? So you, you start low and it's like, oh, in, in the first year or two, you really explode. You go from, you know, a million in sales maybe to 200 million in sales in two years. And the growth is crazy on that curve. But then over time, you get to a point where, you know, your market share, so the amount of the amount of um, dollars you're gaining from the general market of the product you sell versus all your competitors, you can't really, you can't keep seeing that growth rate over time. It gets, there comes to a point where your curve starts to flatten out, right? You're still making a lot of money. You're selling a ton of money. But year over year, that growth doesn't look as good as it used to. For a lot of investors, uh, this becomes a part where you no longer have people wanting to jump on your company. Um, you think about if you're only someone who's focused on on the growth stage of a, of a company's stock, well, you kind of missed out on all the growth, right? You could get in. It's a safe investment. Maybe you might see some growth over time, but you're not going to see that you know, 10 to 100 scenario anymore. You might see the 100 to the 110 or the 10 to 115. And that growth rate on your investment is a lot lower than it was when it was a 10, right? So companies that are, are large who are getting to this point where the trajectory is starting to flatten out um, and honestly have great cash flow. So like I said before, like maybe they're even at a better scenario where if they sell $100 a month, maybe at that point their cost, they've pinched their cost, their cost is only $25 and they're making $75 on every, um, every month. That's when the dividend conversation starts to come out, right? Um, at that point, you want to make sure you're still getting new investors, you're exciting people, you're getting people to buy your stock and hold on to it because they believe in your company and they know it's a, a good investment. So offering a dividend can be a great lever for these companies to pull. It's good for them, right? It's a, it's a way to excite investors to get people investing in their company and help their stock price. It can also be, of course, a great lever for investors like you and me who want to diversify their portfolio in stable, larger companies, as well as thinking long-term, this can start to become a really big play for monthly income for you. 
So you think about, um, you know, someday you probably want to, you'd love to get to a point if you're a big investor like myself, where um, you hope you're making money consistently off your investments. And then that's kind of the, one of the goals of a lot of people. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the background of what a dividend is. And basically a company decides, so the, I'll kind of get into like the, how it's decided. Right. So um, the board of directors for any public company, which is usually, um, usually the CEO for the most part sits on the board of directors, not in all companies, but in a lot of scenarios. So the CEO of the company will sit on the board and then generally they have a variety of other people from different industries, um, from different, uh, trusted positions around the country and world that are hired to be on their board directors. And really it's like the team on top of the company that isn't a part of the day to day, but meets quarterly uh, or monthly and, um, they meet and make essentially the highest level decision-making for the company. And one of the things that group of people will do is decide each quarter uh, on how much they're going to pay out. Right. So, um, Apple, for example, is one of the highest paying dividends right now on a per dollar basis. Uh, and they pay 78 cents per dollar or per share, I guess. Sorry. So for every share of Apple you own, they pay 78 cents a quarter back to you. And the key here is it's set every quarter. Uh, it can move. Um, but once a company starts paying dividends, it's extremely rare they stop paying. Because um, really, like I said before, once these companies are at a point where they want to give a dividend, they know they're not showing tons of growth year over year anymore. They've stabilized. And so this is getting people to come in and invest, right? And people start to rely on these dividends. Um, I have some friends and friends who have family members who are older now who a good example is they invested in Walmart when Walmart had just started. They make thousands of dollars a, a quarter um, getting paid in Walmart dividends. Over time, if you invest enough, it can become real money. So once companies start paying dividends, it's extremely rare that they stop paying, right? Um, this can really add stability in your portfolio um, as cash payments are likely to continue long-term. Um, one of the key points there, though, the hope is it continues long-term, right? But with anything in investing, there is risk. And I want to make sure everyone knows right off the bat that dividends are not guaranteed. They're absolutely not guaranteed. There is a risk if things in the market um, go sour. And to be honest, that's why I said this is timely, um, because to be this pandemic is putting a strain on every company right now. And I think this could be one of those times, one of the you know handful of times in all of our lifetimes where we see companies pull back on dividends. It's very possible um, if they can't afford it, depending on the industry. Now, a lot of people in the investment community would argue that pulling back on a dividend is essentially financial suicide for a company. Because if someone is relying on your company, they know you're not growing as fast as they could put money into you know a Tesla, an Apple, a Facebook back in the day when those were growing, if someone's deciding not to invest in them so that they can receive a dividend for you and then you pull that dividend, you've lost the trust of a lot of people and you're unlikely to get them back. Um, 
in 99% of scenarios, companies are trying to add to that dividend payout. It's kind of like a competition. These companies are all trying to compete on who can give a larger dividend. Um, so normally, if companies can afford it, they're going to try to keep pumping that dividend up. Even if it's really small amounts, they're over time going to try to increase that constantly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of an overview of... Um, what dividends are, how they work, how they're decided. Um, honestly, it's a really good way to diversify your portfolio. Um, I think for me, Kelly, one of the things I'm trying to do is after this pandemic, I really want to get our portfolio in a place where we have a lot of high risk on fast growing growth stocks, but then also a decent size um, part of our portfolio dedicated to stable companies that are paying dividends. So as we see the growth, hopefully over here, we're also protecting ourselves and getting cash income. Um, like I said, this can really help build future wealth down the line. I think if you're someone, you know, I'm 28, if you're someone in my shoes who um, is new and trying to really start investing more, it's really a great way to, again, protect yourself in times like this. Um as well as build potential future wealth for you and your family. Um, it's an exciting thing to add to your portfolio. I think a lot of people that invest in some of these companies don't even realize they're getting dividends and they get it paid back to them. So something just to keep an eye out for, something to look at. Um, definitely take a look at the rebound tracker that I uh, will post a link to in my, in my uh, show notes on all these platforms. And um, let me know what you think. But yeah, definitely keep track of some of these. I'll make sure I call it out in the tracker on which one pays dividends and how much. Um, so yeah, that's Dividends 101. Um, I definitely could go into a Dividends you know, 102 or 201 at some point if people are interested and go a little deeper. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, hope you have a great great Friday. Um, try to finish this week strong. You know, I don't want to necessarily be this, uh, this guy trying to preach positivity all the time, but you know, it's tough times. So do what you can to have a great Friday and a great weekend. Hope all of you stay safe and, um, we'll be back soon with another episode. So happy Friday. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Oh, hey there, everybody. Not quite done yet. Just wanted to add a little ending to today's episode. Uh, if you look in the show notes, don't forget, there's a few links there. The first one being a link to uh, my stock market rebound tracker. This is essentially a free Google Sheet tool for any of you to use and share with your friends um, that just basically maps out the stocks that I am keeping an eye on. Uh, potentially looking to invest in and really just wanting to keep on the radar. So definitely check that out. And then if you are new to investing and really want to try it for yourself, uh, I would suggest using the second link in the show notes, which is basically a link to Robinhood, which is the platform I use for all of my investments. You get free trading, no commission fees whatsoever. And by the way, Robinhood is not a sponsor of the podcast, um, but you will be able to 
get a free stock uh, by signing up using my link. So get after it. Try out some investing. Uh, Thanks again for listening. And most importantly, stay positive. Have a good day. And I will talk to you guys soon. Goodbye.